Welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. The world of dance has truly never been more competitive than it is right now. Every time I attend a comp, I am blown away with the skills that are on display. The turns and leaps that some kids are doing are so phenomenal, the bar just keeps getting higher and higher. And it's not just relying on talent. Kids are training a huge amount of hours and working super hard to be competing at the top level. Dance studios too are having to consistently up the level of training they offer and the amount of classes provided in order to be competitive. One school that definitely comes to mind in Australia when you talk about amazing training and proven results has to be the dance company in Melbourne. Today we are lucky enough to be talking to the owner and director of TDC. Lisa Ann Hemmer grew up with a background in acrobatics and all areas of dance training. From there Lisa headed to university to complete an honours degree in child psychology. While she was doing some dance teaching and teaching at different dance workshops, she identified a gap in the dance studio market for technique-focused training for dancers who aspire to dance on a more serious level. This led her to launching TDC, the dance company in Melbourne in 2010, as a dedicated training facility to develop dancers using her own unique methods and approaches to performing arts training. TDC is now recognised as one of Melbourne's best training facilities and has developed a strong reputation for being a school that genuinely cultivates dance technique and artistic ability. Lisa has a true passion for connecting with and training eager students to help realise their potential as performing artists. If you have ever had the privilege of watching a TDC dancer perform, you can clearly see how successful her training methods are. We are super excited to chat all things dance and dance training today with one of the best in the business. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm so excited to chat to you guys. Now, Lisa, you own one of Australia's most successful dance schools, the Dance Company in Melbourne. But where did it all begin for you in terms of your dancing? First of all, that's very humbling that um, you said I own one of Australia's most successful schools. That's very nice. So thank you. I danced when I was little. I did gymnastics when I was little as well. And then I worked my way teaching in a number of studios. And I just felt there was like a lack of really high level technique training throughout the studios and I would feel like I would give a student a correction and I would almost get in trouble for doing that or it would be like no you have to encourage the kids and be really positive and they're doing the splits tell them that it's correct when it wasn't and I feel like that I I did that for a few years and then I went I feel like I need to focus on quality training and then I kind of went off on my own path so yeah that's where it all really started. And you were a dancer growing up when did you start dancing? I actually started gymnastics first and I did that till I was about 10 years old. So I didn't dance until I was about 11, 12. But my gymnastics teacher was also a dance teacher and she said to me, oh my God, you have such long legs and beautiful feet, you need to do dancing. (laughs) So then I started ballet from that point. Was it difficult picking it up at that time because it's relatively late to start by today's goals and by today's measures? I think these days it would be very different, but I think back then, no, it wasn't difficult. Like I, I started 
started ballet for two years and then I kind of found a passion through some other styles and then went on doing that and once I decided I wanted to take it seriously then I was doing quite a number of hours so it was easy to catch up. And when you got into dance did you start doing solos, troops, were you doing all of it in all styles? I was doing solos in my later years when I was about 15, 16 but initially just started actual training like I did quite a lot of ballet and my exams and there wasn't really to be honest things like lyrical and stuff weren't really around I mean makes me sound really old but I'm not that old (laughs) they weren't huge like even something like hip-hop was quite a new style to bring into studios so I remember doing that a little bit later on during dancing and it was quite different it was generally the like jazz ballet tap classes that were really popular back when I was dancing so yeah that's what I started off with you have many amazing dancers at your studio they're absolutely phenomenal how do you compare the training you did growing up or the training that other dancers would have done when you're growing up to what the kids are doing now oh my gosh the training has evolved so so much since I was dancing literally each year there's like new techniques new training programs new exercises new methods but also improvements on like the traditional methods as well so it's always kind of evolving I feel like this now means that kids these days literally have access to some of the best training that potentially you would get when you get to that full-time level but they're getting it at quite a young age so it's definitely very very different do you ever worry about them doing too much i mean look what we do at tdc we have a structured set program for depending on what the kid wants to do so whether they want to do part-time dance pre-professional recreational and I feel like it's structured quite well with a number of hours I feel like sometimes kids can take it to the next level and try to do extension programs and other company programs and lots of other different training on top of their studio training and this can get a little bit much but I feel like that's then up to the individual parent and and child I feel like what we offer at the school is a really good amount of training for what the kids want. And then from there, it's not really up to me. I mean, it's it's really up to the kids and their family on how much they want to do after that. There are a number of other external programs that are going on all the time. Do you recommend your kids do those or do you feel like you give them enough training where you are? Look, I feel like it's really important for kids to get exposure and experience to a number of different teachers, choreographers, and just opportunities. You have a really good core training staff but it's great for kids to meet other teachers and and just learn different types of training as well the way that other teachers teach and other programs facilitate how they teach and I think that's really important for kids but it's not something that we say not to do and we definitely encourage it if it's something that the kids do want to do. When you finished high school did you go into any full-time dance training? I did start doing full-time dance and then halfway through the program I changed it switched it to part-time dance training because my parents were more interested in me pursuing the path of the more traditional finish high school go to university get a job (laughs) so I did end up pulling back on my full-time training going to part-time while I was also uh, doing my degree. You have a child psychology degree what led you to pursuing that? I've always had a passion for psychology and I've always had a passion for kids and I feel like those two just went so well together. I actually started off doing a biochemistry degree, funnily enough, and then that took me to the path of doing psychology. Yeah, like I said, I've always had a passion for those two and it just seemed to match together really well. I feel like dance teachers and parents almost have to play child psychologists with their children in order to get the best out of them. How do you think it helps you as a dance teacher and a principal? I feel like so much. It definitely, even though it's a child psychology degree, I feel like it helps 
more with the parents <laughs> more than anything. I mean that in the nicest possible way. But with kids, I feel like it, it allows me to be able to implement my programs and I guess also understanding of kids from a really different level and also being able to take out my emotion from making decisions uh, on what I feel like is best for kids and how I think we as educators we have such a huge role um, and we don't understand the importance that we have on these kids and how highly they hold us and I feel like it's really important to understand how we communicate to the kids and having the degree has really helped me understand children a lot better but also help them make decisions and there's been numerous amount of times where I've had to pull out the degree to help you know talk to a student or talk to a parent and yeah it's really beneficial definitely. Do you find often that you have to change your approach with different students as to how they'll respond to the way you give them feedback and corrections? Definitely. I feel like it's hard to do this in a class setting because you don't want to show that you're, you know, giving something to a certain kid and then pulling back on another kid and giving one kid a correction and not another because they might not handle it as well. But I feel like in a private solo one-on-one lesson, it's definitely beneficial. And I feel like that's where I would change my approach with each student based on how I've got to know them and what I think motivates them and what pushes them and how I can give them a correction to really make them rise to the occasion. You mentioned before that you were doing some dance teaching and the way that they were giving feedback wasn't how it would work well for you and you wanted to have a look at a different way to do it. Is that what led you to opening the dance company? Yes. I was about to go into my master's degree in psychology, child psychology, and while I was doing that, I ended up teaching a workshop, um, which obviously I'd taught at a few studios, so a lot of kids came to that workshop and I just thought, I'm just going to teach the way that I want to teach and I had so many parents and kids up to me saying, oh my God, this is amazing. We've never been taught like this. Um, it was so different and I thought, I thought, okay, there's obviously something missing in the market and I had obviously a passion for kids and for dancing and at that time, I didn't have much of a passion for finishing my, uh, doing my master's degree so I think that led me to starting a few more classes and then it kind of built from there. I think we started in my first year, we had like 30 kids because I started halfway through the year and then we built from there. So no, I definitely, I will say I definitely didn't say when I was younger, I want to own a dance school. That was never something that was like in my horizon that I was like, this is something I definitely want to do. But it's funny how the world kind of puts you on this path and here I am <laughs> owning TDC and I couldn't think of doing anything else. So it's really funny how your path can lead you in really different directions. How did you take that leap from knowing that there was that place in the market and that something was required to actually then going and opening your own studio? I think, to be honest, I got some advice from my family and some friends and I think they could see that I was really passionate about it. And really, I just, I bit the bullet. I just thought, I'll keep doing these workshop classes. I'll start some classes. And pretty much from that mid-year when we started, by the end of the year, we were doing an end of year showcase. So I just, I feel like it was never really planned. Like I am opening up a dance school. It kind of just evolved from doing a few classes into, yeah, now we have like over 80 classes a week. Crazy. <laughs> You've completed examinations in RAD and Chiquetti Ballet syllabus and have completed levels one to seven gymnastics certification and module one and two of the acrobatics arts certification. How do you think these qualifications help you as a teacher? I definitely feel like the qualifications help me by reinforcing my experience in each of these fields, but also solidifying some of the more technical aspects of each of them. As with anything, it's always great to reinforce your knowledge and get the qualifications, but I don't feel like that's what makes a teacher a good teacher. I'm a huge believer in, yes, experience 100%, but also to think of the teacher 
teacher I was when I was 17 years old to the type of teacher I am now is completely different. And I really feel like you almost have to have an innate ability to be able to be a really good teacher and be able to explain to kids and help them learn and teach. And I I don't feel like that necessarily requires a qualification. I feel like there's some people that have that beyond their years and they have no qualifications behind them. You getting those qualifications, though, it obviously shows that you value ongoing knowledge and ongoing learning. Why is that important in your teaching to keep up to date with the latest information? I feel like I can pass on that knowledge from what I'm learning from these courses to the students and help the students develop themselves as dancers as well. Especially we have a program where we teach students how to become teachers as well. So I just recently also did um, the PBT courses. And I mean, I know a lot of that breakdown from ballet, but there was so much more that I didn't know that then I've applied to my teaching now. And then that's enhanced as well. So I feel like it's more about evolving and, and constantly enhancing you yourself as a teacher rather than just staying at one consistent level. I feel like every year just getting better and better and better. And obviously courses and programs and certificates help with that a lot. What is your favorite dance style to teach? <laughs> well, my absolute favorite style to teach is lyrical or anything emotive. So anything that has, you can show your emotion or the real feeling behind the music. So definitely those type of styles. If kids were to only do one style, which would you choose as most important? Definitely ballet. I think a lot of teachers would say that. I feel like it's so important. And if you have a good foundation in ballet, it can really take you anywhere. What is your view on acro in dance? I personally love acro in dance. If it is done correctly, technically correct, and also safely, I feel like it can really enhance a routine. Um, And I feel like it's fun to have those wow moments in routines because back in my day when I was dancing, I think if you did one aerial, it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) These days, kids are just doing the most incredible things. But I think there's a time and place for it as well. So I think just to be careful on where you're putting it and whether it's appropriate for the music. Yeah, but I love it. The students at your school, the ones I've seen on Instagram and things are absolutely amazing at their acro. Do you have a bit of a play around with creating new moves that you can put in? Definitely. What I do with a lot of my older students is we literally have private lessons where we just create. So I'll be like, okay, I want you to do this particular move into this leg and then she'll do it and then I'll I'll say, okay, now do something out of that and she'll come up with something and then we've almost created a new little trick. So I definitely love doing new things and not seeing the same thing over and over again. Um, But I'm lucky that I have the kids to be able to experiment on and come up with new little tricks here and there. So yeah, it's definitely fun, those type of classes because you get to create cool. What has been your favorite routine you have choreographed? Oh, that's a really hard one. I feel like when I first started TDC, I choreographed so much. I think I literally, myself and one other teacher were the only choreographers of the school for quite a few years. And then obviously with running the business side, I had to take on a lot more of the business side of TDC. So I pulled back from choreographing. I do a lot of it in my solo classes. And I would say that some of my favorite ones have been the ones I've created on solo students because I can really, I create it for them as opposed to doing a routine that's for me and then teaching it to students. I think with solo choreography, you really make it for that dancer. So, and you seeing your vision come to life is really nice. I don't have one favorite, but yes, definitely on my solo kids. At the studio, do you teach many of the classes? Mm-hmm. I teach a lot of private coaching. So I've transitioned more 
evolved from teaching the big classes to one-on-one coaching. I definitely pop my head into every single class and I'm always checking up on what kids are doing and what their ability level is and what their weaknesses, what their strengths are. So I know everything about all the kids. What classes do you offer at the dance company? Pretty much everything you can think of. (laughs) So jazz, ballet, lyrical, contemporary, musical theatre. We have acting drama. We're introducing a few new programs next year that are secret at the moment, but we have some new programs coming next year. And then we also have our extension programs, like our ballet program, um, PBT, CP, and and our associate program as well that we've just introduced. So lots of different things for lots of different types of dancers and singers and actors, performers. We do singing as well, so lots of different options. What is the philosophy behind your dance school? Well, our mantra is grow, create, inspire. So we told those three words, no matter who you are, that you are growing within our school. We love to create new opportunities and programs for kids all the time and also to inspire them. So by becoming, you know, their own artists and by having lots of different teachers and coaches and programs within the school, inspiring them as well. But definitely quality training, I would say, is is a big thing. You have taught many amazing students. What are the main qualities that makes an incredible dancer? Well, look, I feel like everybody would say flexibility, strength, good feet, all of that kind of stuff. And I do feel like that's important, but I feel like work ethic is the biggest thing and passion for your art. I feel like all of those things can be taught. You can be taught how to have good feet, good turnout, good legs, flexibility, but it's very hard to teach work ethic and passion. And I feel like once you have that in a dancer, you can just grow them from there. Yeah, so that's what I would say. What have been some of the greatest achievements of your studio? Oh, you know, I think being a comp school, I, I wouldn't say our greatest achievements are winning competitions and prizes and all that kind of stuff. I feel like just some of the greatest achievements, me personally, are just seeing my students grow and literally from week to week coming out of privates and classes and seeing how dedicated and passionate the kids are. And I feel like that's a big achievement for me, knowing that what I've created is fueling the these kids to become the performers they are today. You have a beautiful baby now. He's so adorable. How do you balance that with running a dance studio? It's hard. I feel like I've always been really good at multitasking. I feel like any studio director would agree that you have to have 20 hats on at one time. And I've really just added one extra hat now, just being a mum. And I'm lucky because I think being able to bring him to the studio and have so many mums and kids there that are happy to grab him or, you know, look after him for a few hours is so good. I'm lucky too because my mum just lives down the road so I can just drop him there whenever I need to but he's a really good baby too so I could literally just leave him with someone you know if I go and teach a private and I'd come down and he'd just be bouncing around and happy so I'm very lucky he's he's a very baby so it's been a really good transition. Now obviously since you started TDC your role has changed a little bit you started out doing a lot more choreography and a lot more teaching and now you spend a lot of the time running the business. Do you enjoy that side or do you wish you had more time for teaching? (laughs) That's a really good question. I feel like I wish I had more time for teaching. I found myself sometimes saying I wish I could just teach for TDC and not run the school. Obviously with running a school comes a lot of stress and you know that's really hard but at the same time I I wouldn't give it up and I mean I still teach up to 30-40 hours a week so that's a lot of teaching for me and I wish I could teach more of the group classes but like I said I definitely I go in and teach every so often.
often so that the kids are seeing me and me being able to see them as well. So I do wish I could teach more, but there's only a certain number of hours in a week. (laughs) Now with teaching that amount of solos, how do you keep your ideas fresh? Yeah, that's hard too. I feel like it's like when people say to kids, how do you remember so many routines? And I feel like when music comes on, well, for a student anyway, if music comes on, it, it just clicks in their head. And I feel like it's the same for when you're creating on a dance art. It's a different dance art. It's different music. They have different abilities, different strengths. So you tend to, I guess, create on that particular student in that time. So what I also do as well is I have a lot of choreographers that we work with that will build like a base of a routine for some of my students and then I'll come in and enhance it or add things, take things out, um, add some tricks, do some different turn combos and stuff like that because I know the dancer a lot better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's a really good way to play it as well because you're getting a creative outlet from someone else and then my creative outlet is going on top of that. So yeah, it's a really good combination. I feel like a lot of the time our young dancers are looking to get a new choreographer, a person who's got a name in the industry. But I was thinking about that, that they don't really know the strengths and weaknesses of the dancer. Do you find that you get more out of them because you know them so well? Yes, 100%. I think sometimes, you know, we're so thankful for the choreographers that create on our kids and they're absolutely amazing. But yeah, sometimes I guess, you know, a student may have a way higher ability than a choreographer may initially think. And then I'll come in or some of the other coaches will come in and we'll just enhance their routines based on that particular student and just make it so much stronger. And for that dancer, I think when you're right, a lot of people come in and they just want names and, you know, people that have big names in the industry. And that's great because a lot of the time their choreography is absolutely amazing. But then I think it's good work to the the teachers that are coming in and cleaning those routines and fixing them and making them stage ready for um, the comp season. What do you think it is about your program and the teaching that you do at TDC that creates such amazing dances? (laughs) You know, I think we're a very humble school. I feel like there's so many other amazing studios too and and I don't necessarily see myself as creating the the most amazing dances. I feel like I just, I focus a lot on just what we do, try not to look at what other people are doing and and just really focus on what my vision is for the school and, and our core teaching staff. I mean, it's great to have a lot of different choreographers come in, but our core staff are just so dedicated to developing the dancer and I feel like I've got a really strong base of amazing teachers and coaches and admin staff behind me and I think so many of the kids are passionate and I feel like when you walk into our studio you can just feel the passion from the kids and you know any kid that walks in just turns around and just goes oh my god I I feel like you know this is my passion now too because of the energy in the room so we really try to create really good energy and positivity within our walls as well. We talked about your studio's achievements but what about your personal achievements what would be the greatest ones you can think of? This year was our 10 year anniversary of TDC and unfortunately we didn't get to do a showcase but we will be doing one next year and I feel like that is a huge achievement I I didn't think 10 years ago that I would have a school that would be running for 10 years and still going and I would say really my next biggest achievement would be having my little baby boy I feel like it's really opened up my eyes to see just things from I mean my whole world has been dance for so long and it's nice to have an outlet that isn't related to dancing and, and to have something different in my phone camera roll because if you scroll through my phone it's literally photos of every single dancer student everything to do with TVC and now there's lots of Kaya so it's a little bit different but yeah I would say that would be another 
huge achievement. They definitely change your life, don't they? Definitely. <laughs> what has been the biggest challenges you've faced? Well, gosh, I mean, 2020 has been huge. It was incredibly hard for our studio. Um, even though we ran a really strong Zoom program, we didn't stop paying rent. We didn't stop paying for a lot of stuff that, you know, and we had an empty studio sitting there that we weren't able to go into. So that was really hard. We had to really think on our feet and move really swiftly and make a decision to really change our whole program to happen online. Yeah, so I feel like that was a huge challenge. Definitely also the fit out of TDC. That was a really stressful time. We decided we were moving into the building, I think, just before Christmas. And it was literally an empty building. And we had to have it done, completed, two-story level building by the middle of February. So that was a very, very stressful, stressful time. If you could give your 10-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. I feel like just stay true to yourself and your opinions and what you believe in. I feel like a lot of people doubt how good they are or what they have to say. And I feel like it's so important that if you think something and you strongly believe in something, that it's okay to have a different opinion to somebody else. And, you know, just stay true to yourself, I would say, is like the biggest advice that I would give to myself. What are your goals for the future of TDC? We have a lot of goals. We have a lot of different things happening next year. We had a lot of time in 2020 to reflect on where we were at the 10-year mark. And from this point, we have to be bigger and better and not just kind of rely on the fact that we've had you know success for the last 10 years and we now need to move into the next stage. So there's a lot of things I can't really talk about, but definitely lots of things in happening in motion. You just have to watch on Instagram to see what's coming. <laughs> Where can people find out more information or get in contact with you? Definitely on our Instagram and our email. We're really big on email and we love actually chatting to people. So just give us a call and we actually love hearing from people and talking to people about what they want for their students or for their kids and being able to find the right program within our school that's going to suit them and help them achieve what they want to achieve. But yes, we're definitely very big on social media as well. So we are currently updating our website to include um, some of the new stuff that we have happened. So definitely stay tuned for that because that is in progress at the moment and then that will have a lot more of the information on what we've got coming up and basically explaining each of the programs and, and what's available within our school. Yeah. Well, it sounds very exciting. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Your students are amazing. They're achieving great things. You must be doing lots of things right down there. <laughs> thank you so much. And so exciting. Thank you for having me on. It was lots of fun. Thanks, Lisa, so much for joining us. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head over to My Diva Squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories. They have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.